Welcome to the Beat the Bullshit Podcast with your hosts, Liam Holder and Alex Broadbent. Their mission is to guide you through the confusing world of health and fitness as they help you to make the most of your body, mind, and nutrition. So get ready to listen to them and their amazing guests as they help you to beat the bullshit. Wednesday everyone and welcome back to the Beast and the Bullshit podcast episode four with myself Liam Holder and Mr Alex Broadbent. Hey guys happy Wednesday. How you doing mate have you been since last episode? Uh, pretty good actually mate yeah 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 we've got some uh, we've been busy haven't we as we're going to find out in a bit. Very busy it's been a very uh, busy and exciting couple of days for us I think. I think it's just a general feel good mood now because uh, we're coming out of lockdown hopefully fingers crossed still. And I think it's just a general feeling now, isn't there? A bit more upbeat, weather's a bit better, light nights, and it's looking good, mate. Yeah, as I say, it's generally been a bit warmer. It's what, 20, no, 19 days still. When's lockdown end? 28th of March. Uh, 28th, yeah, because we played. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 18 days for that. Gym's coming back to nearly just in, just over a month's time. And I know some people who listen to this might be celebrating that their kids have gone back to school, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I know a few. No, no, te- no teachers, but uh, <laughs> I think all people who've got kids are celebrating that. Yeah, which, which is always good. Well, yeah, done that- anyone, well done to anyone who's homeschooled your kids through this. I've I've heard uh, from my neighbours firsthand. I can hear their girls next door, and I know it's probably been a very tough. <laughs> yeah. For you. Yeah, like I said, we, we haven't had to go through that, but I don't know a few more clients and a few people who have had homeschooled the whole time. It's it sounds like it's been a tough, tough, tough old journey for them. Bless them. Back to school. I, I couldn't. I couldn't answer any school questions anymore. If anyone comes to with homework, I would like. Uh... <laughs> no, nope, no, definitely. I'd, I'd have to go learn it the night before, so I can help my child the next day. Hundred percent. It's all right. <laughs> cool. So, uh, well, we've been excited the last few days because we've actually had a, a re- full rebrand, haven't we? Full yeah, rebrand man. of everything. Um, logos, target market, who we help, what we do. Um, so, if you haven't seen guys, you might have. Well, you might have either received an email or seen you know, any of our social channels. Do follow us. We basically rebranded our imaging uh, of the whole company and kind of what we do uh, and targeting now working with uh, women between the ages 25 and 40, specifically as a target market group, um, which is a big change before, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, just a bit, mate. And it's something that we've first broached a long time ago, isn't it now? Maybe yeah. 18 months, two years, probably about two years, actually, maybe yeah. plus. Um, and, but, you know, we've always worked with a, a wide range of people, haven't we? Well, you know, after a, a lot of soul searching, talking to each other, we realise that this demographic is where we, we get our best results, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think like a large percent of our clientele anyway, we kind of broke it down. Because I think before we, we spoke about niching down to this this great area um, quite a few times. But again, I think we still wanted to try and reach quite a wide audience and we didn't know what to do. But I think now we've kind of niched down is because we really want to make a difference to one area, don't we? Yeah. And I think what we were doing before was kind of making small differences maybe in a lot of areas but maybe not enough as actually what we wanted to do and to feel like we're actually helping and changing people's lives because this area uh we feel like is an area that we've done very very well and we've had very good success in both physically in terms of physical and mental transformations over the years um so i think we've decided that like dedicating going all in in that area and actually helping that that demographic as a group 
um, it is something that we can really make a difference in. Um, and we've got some very exciting projects coming up in the near future, which we won't talk about, um, but they are going to be very exciting and some things that will definitely help our current clientele uh, and our future clientele massively uh, in the area. Yeah. If, from a business point of view as well, for us, it makes sense that um, we can target all of our resources to, to that relatively small area, like Liam said, rather than trying to target everybody and um, get in good results but not amazing results but with this demographic we have got amazing results and it probably accounts for about 75 80 percent something like that would you say it's got to do yeah of all of our results over time we've worked we've worked together so um it allows us to focus a lot more and and, and really enhance our service for that for that particular group yeah so basically our main aims now are empowering women between the ages 25 to 40 and uh, trying to help them to become healthier stronger and more body confident while reaching their health and fitness goals so yeah. I think it's a very, very exciting project for us going forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a growth. Uh, I mean, since we've been training, we've seen more. When I first started training, I'm sure it's I, mean, I never used to see any women in the gym whatsoever. Yeah. There was none. There, there was just none at all. Um, but now, the, you know, you go and there's as many as men, which is great. So, yeah. I think it's about 70% female now, I think, uh, the area is now. Mate. So again, like I said, since we've both been doing it, it's a huge, huge area uh, yeah. of growth. So exciting times. Very, very good. So I think going on, going on to today's two topics, uh, we are looking at higher calories and higher, higher output and the benefits that you can actually get from that. So whatever your goals are and the other 23 hours of the day. So if we start off on the higher calories, higher output is benefits, mate. I think this is one thing that we're both big advocate, advocate. I can't even say the word. I would help advocates for um is looking at this area. Cause you know, for me, it's the perfect situation to be in like from my personal point of view, like I, hate being on lower calories for a fact um and hate having lower output really as well just because i feel like i'm a lot more lethargic when i haven't got that and obviously with lower calories i'm a lot more tired anyway uh, but i think this is no matter what your goal is that's pretty much the perfect situation to be in isn't it yeah definitely I, you know what low output is just there's so many other benefits other than just weight loss with being more active that we should all be aiming to do that basically we, we should all be aiming to do it yeah, I don't know whatever people feel before they go and work out or walk or swim or do whatever they do. Everyone probably gets that thing, oh, I don't want to do this. But everyone gets a feeling of when it's done, I feel fucking awesome. Yeah. Everyone always gets that feel good factor after they do whatever form of exercise they're going to do. Um, so that's why that high output, all the hormones it releases and the benefits you get physically and mentally for it, I think are absolutely massive. The thing is as well, if, you, if you've got... If you're on higher higher calories and you're eating more food, obviously we're talking about more of the good food here as well. We're not talking about binging on burgers and chips and whatever else, but um, you've got more energy to do this. You, you actually want to do these things. If you've ever tried any type of low calorie diet and then you want to do some physical exercise, you just can't be asked, can you? You yeah. just like, I don't feel like it. I might have a headache. I'm tired. I'm aching and I can't be bothered. And it and typically doesn't happen yeah definitely it kind of leads you in a never-ending circle of just being tired not wanting to exercise and then you're tired because you're not exercising which means you feel like guilty because you don't want to eat more calories and uh, so this was if you take the plunge i think in either area really it'll kind of help and grow the other won't it yeah definitely Mate, and if you you know if you say if you're on low calories and then you want to go out for say you're running to your thing and you and you you run for 20 minutes and you think oh you know what i feel really tired i'm knackered i'm going home because i can't be bothered or i'm walking back Whereas if you've, so you've run for 20 minutes, but if you're on a, you know, if you're having a lot of calories and you're eating the right stuff that's giving you energy and fuel in your workouts, 
you might want to run for 40 for 40 minutes so on the basis when you add it all together are you are you really burning more calories or you know from doing the low the low calorie probably not because your output's a lot lower so it, it's a balancing act isn't it that yeah definitely uh, it goes for whatever goal you have whether it's just maintenance you just generally want to be healthy whether you're looking to to gain weight uh, and lean muscle so say rather than weight or whether you're looking to burn body fat you can actually have that higher output and higher calories you'll get far more benefits i know when you look at the nutrition side of it for me one of the points i've put down is that it actually gets you a big chance to get all of your valuable macronutrients in and the benefits you get from all these because i know for a lot of people they will say if someone's on a low calorie diet they will more likely get x amount of protein in x amount of maybe fat in and a lot of people go straight away go low to the carbohydrates that's what they think will do them best and it, we, we've spoken about this many times always will um it's, it's not going to give you the benefits going on a low carbohydrate diet it's just not going to do that for you and i think if you're on the high calorie you can get good amount of protein that you, that you should do like we said we spoke about before somewhere between 0.7 to, to 1 gram per pound of body weight um and then gives you a good amount of fat and gives you a good amount of carbohydrates to give you sufficient energy uh throughout the day so it does give you a good chance to do that as well as trying different foods, good amounts of uh, vitamins and minerals that you can get in. It gives you more opportunity to get that because I think you're probably more conscious than you are rather than if you're on low calorie, you're probably just thinking about your next meal the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah def- and, and we've said it before on this, on this podcast, haven't we? We've said it before loads of times. If you've heard any of the other stuff we've done, it's about thinking about what you can add in more of rather than what you can take away. So what's the good stuff that's going to make me feel good, perform well. That I can have loads of, i.e. vegetables, have as many as you want, pile your plate up mega high with that type of stuff. So it is, it is that type of um, mindset, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a benefit. Another benefit of the high calories, like I know when I, I do it and I'm thinking, oh, I'm on 3,000 or 3,200, 3,500, et cetera, how many calories I can have. It's, um, it's what can I experiment with here. Like for me at the moment, one of my meals is fresh chicken chopped up into stir fry pan, put some veg in there, et cetera. Then I get a McCain's naked chips, yeah, which are low calorie, pretty well made. That chicken and chips is a meal. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. generally, you say chicken and chips, they go straight away to think of some sort of takeaway, cooked, processed, cooked in everything uh, under the sun uh, in a frying pan or, or frying, what's it? I can't even think what it's called. <laughs> uh, well, it's fried anyway. And you're thinking... Deep fat fry, there you go. Cheers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you negative fingers it being a negative meal, but you can actually turn it into a good alternative, which provides good amount of carbohydrates, good amount of protein, good amount of fats, vitamin, minerals, bang, into a meal, done. Yeah. So it's, it's a good way to experiment. Like you said, rather than thinking what you can restrict, you want to try and think of it in a positive manner of what can I actually add into this. Yeah. I, I did um, a check-in with one of my guys this week and and she was had a real craving for KFC and she was worried she was going to have one. I said, well, if you really want one, just go and get one um is, is the, the simple answer but i said there's so many ways of cooking chicken Liam just said it, that you can easily replicate it won't be the same but something that'll probably just for you know take the edge off that for you and she did it and she loved it and it was great and she's just like yeah i don't want the kfc anymore just, i've had something that's like miles healthier that i've just i know exactly what's going into it because i've done it myself so you can think outside the box a little bit with stuff yeah Leah does it all the time and she makes homemade chips all the time she's just simply potato put some oil on it, blah, 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 done. But again, in your head, you're like, oh, I'm having chips. But all these yeah. is just homemade potato cut in a certain shape and put some oil on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes a big difference. Sweet potato, can't you, with that? Or loads exactly of different then. things you can do with that. And it's all healthy. It's good stuff. 
yeah, it just takes being used to. So I think that's a great mindset that you mentioned, mate, is to try and think about what you can have rather than what you can't have. Yeah. And do that on high calories, you can do that. If you have low calories, you're automatically going to think, I can't have that glass of wine this evening with my partner. I can't go out with my mates and have that meal, blah, blah, blah. It just breeds like a negative mindset, I think. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of the people we work with as well, when we start talking to them about this stuff, when we're working closely with them one-to-one, um, they start like enjoying cooking and they're doing different stuff and learning a lot of different things that they can cook and we get messages oh you know i've really enjoyed this really enjoyed that and you'll enjoy it a lot more than maybe just like getting a takeaway pizza or whatever and just having that and feeling a bit oh after it whereas yeah. you've prepared something yourself it's fresh and let's be honest it always tastes better so um yeah there's a, there's a lot to be said for that mate yeah, I think I know for me, I as you know, mate, I'm definitely no cook. Uh, our burnt mm-hmm. chicken is kind of my my best dish, mm-hmm. um, as Leah will kind of attest to. Um, but when you do get into that sort of stuff, you now when Leah makes some bits, or I try various foods. That is a nice change, rather than like you said, you tend to have this low calorie sort of nonsense where you just follow the same rubbish all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of low calorie percent, and you can't really edge outside of anything different. I think one of my biggest gripes personally with low calorie stuff as well, a lot of it is skewed towards like don't eat much, but don't do much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, the benefits say of going for, even if it's a walk, let's just talk about walking, the simplest thing we can do. And we've said it loads. You're probably bored of even saying it, but like, you know, you're outside, you got vitamin D, you have seen other people, which is a big thing at the minute with the social restrictions we've got, uh, you're strengthening your bones, your muscle. You, the, the list is endless, isn't it? Mental yeah. well-being. We could we could go on all day about that, couldn't we? But you know, we want to be we want to be moving. We want to be doing stuff. We don't want to be taking you know restricting things so we don't have to move around. It, 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 for me, I, I you know it's hard to get my head around that. Yeah, because like I said, you take your goal for weight loss. If you're not moving, your calories have to be lower. If yeah. you're if you're moving a lot, you can eat more calories. To, to sustain that energy sort of balance but also it means that you can still be in a deficit at a high calorie range you can enjoy your food so when you just do the simple maths equation it makes far more sense to move more and enjoy your food more have more but still hit those weight loss goals if that is your goal yeah and it, it takes a lot of getting people's head getting head around doesn't it this yeah. what we're saying here i think probably the most arguments i've had since i started doing uh, pt has been around this subject with with predominantly females when They've come to me, I want to drop weight, I want to um, drop my calories, blah, blah. And then when we put them through the roof and they just cut, it's a struggle, isn't it, to yeah. sell to sell that to somebody. But then how they do get sold on it is all of a sudden they're like fitting in jeans that they haven't been in for a while or they're buying uh, dresses and stuff that are smaller than what they used to. And it's just like, how does this even, I don't understand how this is working, but like, you know, it's not just our opinions. This works, doesn't it? This approach works time and time again. So yeah, it is it's, it's a huge mindset change. I think for for years and years in mainstream media and what you've kind of <clears throat> seen on uh, well, more recently social media and stuff is low calorie, do this keto, do this stupid diet, blah blah. blah rather than just simply walk more and you can eat more and you can still reach your goal. Yeah, it, it, it's an easy, simple approach that works time after time after time. Um, and gets great benefits. So I've kind of put the high, high output as well. The benefits are improved circulatory system, cardiovascular system, simply from walking. If you're doing high output in terms of uh, gym work, better performance, better strength, injury prevention. Uh, and then, the, like you said, the mental health benefits are absolutely endless. We'll get Marion on here to talk for hours just about their simple mental health benefits of higher food and higher. It would, it would be um, hours. It, it would literally be hours of Marion. She won't mind <laughs> saying that. Bless her. Um, <laughs> she's going to kill us for that. Um, 
but the mental health benefits are absolutely endless. So I think yeah. there's, there's only kind of positive that you can get out of that. Um, it just has to fit down to each individual person. Because I think, like you said, the key point is getting into people's heads how beneficial that can be, because initially it is a struggle. And it feels like after the first week, if someone is weight loss and they don't see a, a movement on the scale, blah, 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 there, there can be a multitude of reasons why they don't see it. They could have had poor sleep that week. They could have had loads of stress, blah, blah. blah. It can be reasons why scales go up and down, blah, blah, blah. And it might tempt them to want to go back to how they were before. But if you can stick to it, it works. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people, when we, when we do this stuff with them, if trying to get away from like being worried about weight on scales and stuff, their weight might not change all that much, but their body shape, they look totally different. They feel different. Their clothes are fitting differently or they've got different clothes or whatever. Um, but the weight will be minimal change. They might even put a little bit of weight on. But to look at, it's totally different. So um, I think it's another reason why we're moving away from, you know, uh, scale weight, isn't it? And, and more yeah. so clothes and measurements and, and photos as to how you're, how you're progressing. And, and also, more importantly, probably than all that, is how you feel yourself. Yeah, because I think when we talk about weighing scales, are they a great indication? Not really. Is it something that we're always going to use? Yeah, because it is an indication at the end of the day. And it's an important one to a lot of people. But we need to explain to them how beneficial it can be and how detrimental it can be at the same time because you know one of my clients in lockdown we've been doing a lot of banded resistance work and like time attention stuff blah, blah, and stuff she probably won't get opportunity to do in the gym and she's found that she measured around her waist around her butt and she, she said the other day oh, i've gone up a kilo in weight i was like, okay well you said you actually look leaner she's like yeah no i feel good and my bum now is actually an inch bigger in weight she went because i'm struggling to get my jeans on properly and mm. she's like she said like in a, in a good way um and it just, just shows just how beneficial that can be. Like I said, the, the scale's gone up slightly, but she looks better and she feels better um, from that. So it does make a big difference. Definitely, man. Awesome. So I think that's kind of covered the high calorie, high, high output. Um, and then the second topic we're looking at today is 23 hours of the day, uh, which I think to us kind of depicts where a lot of people look at just one hour of the day in terms of their exercise. Um, and the other 23 is something that we've, I'd say, not... A vast majority but i'd say a good amount of people doesn't really go into the thought process they're going to the gym once a day for an hour or they go for a run once a day for an hour and then kind of neglect the other 23 and their importance and in a lot of cases the more important they are than the than the one hour in the gym because you can be shit hot in the one hour in the gym and do absolutely nothing and just neglect the other 24 hours and still go nowhere or go backwards quite easily yeah, you, you definitely. I think there's a lot. Is it? What is it? It's 168 hours in a week. Is that quick maths? Oh, I, don't um, know. I think there's like, like 168. Yeah, 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 there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. So if you train for like, you know, Liam says there an hour a day. So call it five to seven hours a, a day. If you manage to get in there seven days, that's still a huge percentage of time outside that you've got. You know, you've got 160 hours. Call it um, closest of, of of looking after yourself. Um, obviously, sleep needs to be a big part of that, doesn't it? Mm. But the rest, you know, there's still a lot of time where you're walking around moving and what you're eating and stress, etc. Yeah, I think when we talk about these 24 hours, I know certainly my points are points that we say time and time again. But I think for us, it's about drilling these habits into people's minds and how important they can be. But the things are still neglected because I know after some clients, I'll be speaking to them, water, sleep, water, sleep. And I'll say every conversation we, we have over a couple of month period. And still, sometimes they don't realise the importance until they actually do it. And then yeah. when they do it, they're like, yeah, I feel more awake because I'm actually getting to bed on time. Uh, well, not on time, but I'm getting to bed and having sufficient sleep. 
Um, I'm, I'm having more water. I'm moving more. I feel better. So there, there are times that over uh, the times that we do repeat it, it's, it's, there's a reason why we repeat it. And I think this 24 hour conversation isn't going to be anything magical that we haven't spoken about before. But again, it's something to reiterate the importance of not just training for one hour and doing what you want outside of it. Um, again, whatever your goals are, but it's 24 hours of the day that are also very important. Um, I know for me, it's a, food's a huge point. Like I've had it before where I've seen people, like gym members um, in the gym. And there's some gym members I know that are in there for three, four hours a day, like once or twice a day. They're in there and they'll be in there for like three, four hours a day. And I joke around and say, no, you've been here more than I am. No, I work here. Well, like, what are you doing? And we joke around about it and stuff. And it's because they, they love it, which is amazing to see. It's great to see the passion for it. Um, and then and then literally when I finish shift, I'll walk out and I'll see them in Mackey smashing two huge meals and their goals are generally weight loss and I'll be tell they've gone massively over the calories. Yeah, right. So they're thinking that three, four hours in the gym makes up for the total calorie output. It definitely doesn't. Yeah, that's a lot. You see a lot of like posts on social media, don't you? Uh, and like eating a bit of cake or something. I've just burned this off being in the gym or I'm going for a run after to burn this off. And that type of mindset, we shouldn't really be using um, that as a reward, should we? No. You know, for, for, just because you've exercised then it means that you can live the, the rest of your life like how you want to but you shouldn't be going straight after and and you know having a mcdonald's or something as you, you shouldn't feel the need to do to exercise to to warrant that mcdonald's yeah and um, that's like a mindset change isn't it that, that we'd work on yeah definitely i say using that one hour as a good bonus but then and we're not saying that someone like that shouldn't have that McDonald's because I've had McDonald's, you have McDonald's, we have beer and stuff like this and we do, but we managed to fit it into the stuff. And if you haven't trained that day, your calories might be low, but you can still fit it in. But, yeah. but like I said, when it's actually not fit into your overall goal and those three to four hours in a gym where you've done X amount of weights, but you're not eating enough calories to build sufficient muscle mass or again, create a calorie deficit where you can still do all that sort of stuff. It kind of goes against the goals and people kind of think that, that one hour in the gym or so actually equates to them being able to have free reign and do whatever they want uh, outside there, which isn't always the case. I think for me as well, people always underestimate uh, what they're doing after. So with the McDonald's is your, is your case and they're overestimating what's going on in the gym. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people might do a weight training session, for instance, and in truth be told, that doesn't actually burn that many calories. Um, I'm not going to put a number on it because it's different from everybody. There's too many variables, but uh, if you have any type of a McDonald's after, the calories will be more so than what you've burned in the gym. If you've just done like an hour's weightlifting, you can guarantee that. Uh, so, and I think people can get carried away, can't they? Because I'll have a burger, chips, then I'll have some, I might have a donut from Greg's across the road and then I'm having something else on the way back. And it can get out of hand, can't it, a little bit that? Yeah. One, well, actually, here's one bit of bullshit we can squash. Uh, is where <laughs> where if you get an instructor that tells you you'll do a half an hour class you can burn a thousand calories or x amount of calories yeah, yeah. absolute bollocks or bullshit even I probably shouldn't say that but I've just said it um, it's absolute bullshit um, because they can't put a number on it it's eight individuals to each person and how do they know that class is going to burn x amount you, you can't and burn that amount of calories in that amount of time I've seen one of those this week actually saying that I think it's 500 calorie class uh, burning calorie class burn or whatever it was. It was just like, it's nonsense. Yeah. It's nonsense. How can you tell someone whose system is far more efficient than another person in the class who someone in the class might burn 400 calories, say for just for example, whatever length doesn't really matter. And then someone who's a very much a beginner, very sedentary struggles with most of the session, 
only completes it to a certain degree does all the like the the lower regressions and, and takes the time because because it's the first session which they should do take the time build up but they're not going to build that range but they yeah. go away in their mind thinking i've just done that session i've burnt 500 calories so now i can eat this or i can do that blah 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 it, it's different for each individual person so it's, it's quite a hard way to kind of measure that sort of tool isn't it it's impossible mate it's just too many variables yeah there's, there's too many variables yeah, so so there's a bit of bullshit we can beat for the day when it comes to that bit when it comes to that class because that is a bit of an irritating thing and I see people do that at the gyms I've worked at or or work at uh, where people have said that yeah if you come and join this X type of training session you'll burn X amount of calories it's it's a load of shit yeah it really yeah. is agreed good <laughs> um, so that feeds a big point again moving more as we send the pass on high calorie high output 24 hours a day generally no matter what the hell your goal is moving more is just generally is important. No matter what you do, there's no way sugarcoating it, no way of changing it. We're not going to change any, put any speed around it. Moving more is just generally beneficial for your body, whatever way you do it. Yeah, 100%. It really Aches, pains, everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of complaints that people have got at the moment. If you just get up and walk and move around, take the stairs instead of the lifts, all these little things, all these little wins that add up to one big advantage for you. Yeah. Again, again, I have it at the moment where my lower back's a little bit tighter than it generally would be, but because I'm sat in this chair doing a lot of office, especially the last few days, because we've been doing a lot of stuff on that rebrand and relaunch, but I've been sat there a lot doing um, that work and uh, my lower back's tightened up, but I'm just like, well, that's because I haven't been moving. So I need to stretch more. I need to get out, walk a little bit more again. Or even though I have been walking like 10,000 steps a day, it's still tightened up because I'm sat there a lot more. Um, so no matter what way you do move, mobility, a sport, like I said, they're coming back soon, that, that moving more is vital. Yeah, a lot of it's about awareness as well, isn't it? You know, as we've done more and more work with marrying around like mental well-being and stuff, it's about being aware of like how you're feeling after a certain meal or how you're feeling after being in your seat all day. Because some a lot of people just wouldn't think about it, would they? But when you start linking it to things like like Liam said before, sleep and and stress and stuff like that, then it becomes a little bit more obvious to you. Like, oh yeah, I can I can understand today why I'm feeling lethargic because I had a very small meal last night, for instance, and I woke up and I feel tired. Um, maybe I haven't given my body enough of the good stuff that it needs, so I need to have a, a bigger breakfast to give me some energy or some you know that type of uh, mindset. Yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent agreed. Um, sleep's another important one I will put for twenty four hours a day. Yeah, I've got that. I've got sleep and stress. Mate. I always say them two together. It's, go hand in hand together don't they yeah go for it then mate go for it yeah i just mean with like sleep and stress if we if we're not sleeping well um uh, even if we're going to bed at like the right time but we're not sleeping the whole throat so you might go to sleep at like nine get out of bed at seven say but if you've been tossing and turning and you don't feel too good the rest of your day is not going to be um productive you're going to probably make the wrong food choices you might not feel like uh, doing any exercise at all and you, you can pump your stress stress levels up. So if you can see the link between the two, because you're not exercising, uh, you might have hassle at work, you can't think clearly, and you're getting a bit frustrated with yourself, and your stress levels go through the roof. And then if you're stressed all day, and then you come to sleep on the night again the following evening, then it's going to be harder for you to drop off because you might have things on your mind, or you you know you're wired, and your body's on edge a little bit. And then it, we get into this like nasty vicious cycle. Then don't we? And we've seen it quite a lot. And to be to be fair, it's hard. It is tough to break that cycle. Then if you're in there, um, mm. it, it's hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun to break it through. I think it's important, like you said, to have that weight to kind of switch off and, and get into sleep because sleep is so vital to whatever you do when it comes to recovery. 
uh, things like, like I said, the, the other week when we record these podcasts, I was having bad sleep. Man, I feel such a difference between that week and then the following weeks where I've started to feel better and get more sleep. It, it makes such a huge difference. Like I said, we practice and preach it, but it always just reminds me of when I do go through a phase like that week where I had really, really bad sleep. But now it's just, it really does feel the difference. Yeah. You, you really, really do. And again, it's awareness, isn't it? So, it's, mm. you know, sometimes you might have a really bad night's sleep. And then on that day, you might think, you know what, I'm going to take it easy today. I'm going to, mm. you know, I'm, not, I'm going to do little bits of work. Um, I'm not going to put myself under too much pressure. Tonight, my whole day basically is going to gear up to me having a really good night's sleep tonight. Yeah. So, and then you sleep well on the night. And, and me and Liam do this. I've done it throughout lockdown without doubt. And then the next day you wake up, you feel great and you're really productive. So over the course of the two days, you probably balance yourself out a little bit, bit underproductive one day, overproductive the next, and it balances it out. So it's just being aware of how, where you are and, you know, doing things to, to give yourself the best possible start to the day. I think a lot of people will be guilty of, like I said, where you mentioned the kind of the balancing act in terms of where they're highly stressed at work and they have no sleep and they go straight back into high stress environment. It's just high stress, no sleep, high stress, no sleep. High, and they just feel so fatigued and a mess. That just leads to their body just burning out. And then like I said, not being able to do anything, not really being able to enjoy family time because they're not alert, they're not awake, they're just not asleep, they can't enjoy anything properly, moods are terrible, all, all these sort of things. And I think a lot of people are very guilty from bouncing around through those bits. Like yeah. I said, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for us to say that to a lot of people because being employed, they've got certain things they've got to do for a, for the vast majority of people. Um, but it, it's learned to have that switch off time. But those things that switch you off so you can actually calm down and relax, whether it's reading a book, whether it's going out for a walk with family, kids, friends, the dog, whatever. Um, I, think, I think that's quite a common trend I see a lot of people is bouncing from high stress environment to, well, not recovering from stress because of poor sleep. Yeah, well. And this is why these, these two elements are what we look at first when we start working with somebody before we even look at um, exercise and nutrition. Because if you if your sleep and your stress is not where um, it needs to be, then the other two inherently become extremely difficult to do. You're not going to want to exercise. You're not going to want to eat. The st- You're just going to want like the quick sugary fixes um, to give you your brain a quick boost of energy. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it, it's very tough and that's why we always start with, with sorting those two things out first as much as we can before we um, or even referring people out before we start on the exercise and nutrition part yeah I think like a common thing that I've done with a few of my clients so I know specifically they, they struggle in that area is when they come into the gym I'm just like how's your day been at 10 and if it's been like 10's being bad like, yeah 10 it's been a pretty crappy day okay well we'll, we'll pull it back you're not going to have a high stress session where you're going to be running around chucking things everywhere doing xyz and destroying yourself we're going to have a good session and focus a good bit of ability to start off with and then just focus on lifting some good proper weights still aiming towards our goal but we're not going to put as much stress as they possibly can in the session on them because mm-hmm. uh, just adding stress on top of stress is massive like we spoke about before people who suffer from really really bad sleep and then the first thing they do at five o'clock in the morning is go to a a disco spin class where all they do is just stressing the body out even further and then going to a high stress day at work it's just never ending circle and they think they just get helping themselves get better just from constantly doing that. Yeah, right. Definitely. But like you said, it's, it's that awareness that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. A lot of it's awareness. A lot of it comes down to how you just understanding your body and your, and your mind as well. Mm. So it's good sometimes just sit back and try and reflect on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the last part I had those 24 hours of the day, mate, is water. One we always talk about. 
so many benefits that you just can't argue with water. Uh, you're always going to feel better for drinking more water. Yeah, uh, the, the country's got massively dehydrated, isn't it, as a whole? Yeah. It's just, you know, we it's so easy for us to do as well, isn't it? There's so many different options and, you know, low-calorie mixers we can get these days and or no-calorie mixers we can get. Is Robinson's like one drop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything like that, you know, and even if you don't, because a lot of people find water boring, but just something like that is a really easy win, isn't it? Yeah, I bet there's going to be a few people hydrated uh, when the beer gardens open back up. <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> that's not quite the hydration we're talking about, but I bet there will be. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we say on this podcast. That is going to be happening anyway. So oh, yeah, yeah. I think everyone's due a free pass with that, aren't they? To be fair. Oh, get out of there and enjoy yourselves. People. In all fairness, you might see me and Liam hiding in the corner if you. <laughs> I, I was about to say that, mate. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, water's one thing you can't look at, guys. Uh, 24 hours a day, water's a big thing that's up there on the list for me. So, again, one of the other things I look at, first of all, for a lot of people, sleep stress, are you getting enough water? Because it's one of the easiest ways that you can actually see a good difference, isn't it? Just by simply drink more. You're only having half a litre, push up to a litre, uh, blah, 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 for X amount of days or weeks or whatever. And it, it's an easy win for a lot of people. Yeah, mate. Sleep and stress can be difficult to sort out, but that's relatively easy once you're building as good as a good habit. So yeah, yeah. as long as you build a habit, it's, it's a relatively easy one to increase, isn't there? Isn't it? You just have those little triggers in your phone. The last one I've got, mate, that we haven't mentioned, it, it comes under the nutrition uh, banner, really. Was and I was speaking to someone about this this morning. Um, is the concept of cheat days, cheat meals, and oh. whatever's going on at the weekends. Um, I try and move everyone away from this type of thought process. Um, it's not healthy in my mind because it's sort of what we were saying before. We alluded to it earlier on where you're training to do to enjoy yourself um, with food. It, it's not that it's not the healthiest balance for me to be honest with you. And if you're having a cheat day, a whole day, you're definitely going to be going way over your calories. You're you're going to ruin all your progress for the week, basically. Nice yeah because you know it, it's full fry ups and then it's chinese and pizza and mcdonald's and beers and wine if you add your calories up and I, the other thing with it as well with a lot of people who live for the weekend um so they go a bit overboard on saturday and sunday enjoy yourself definitely but a lot of people i find out they don't keep track of anything they do at the weekend so they might track mm. what they're doing in the week and you know oh roughly i'm doing like 2500 calories for instance What's happening at the weekend? I'm having this, I'm having that. How many calories do, do you know that? It, I haven't got a clue. Don't track it. It's the weekend. And I was just like, your body doesn't care whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It doesn't, doesn't have a calendar. <laughs> it doesn't make no difference. So I under, I've worked in an office and I understand the culture a lot. You know, first thing you say when you come in on a Monday morning, how's your weekend? First thing, last thing you say on a Friday night, have a great weekend. The whole thing is geared up for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Give me my money on a Friday. I'm going to go mad in town on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole culture. So I get that. I totally get it. Um, and I was part of it myself for a while. And then I've like sort of transformed it around. And since I've been doing this, I just say, like, people just, just be a bit more careful on the weekend and just treat, try, enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? But treat it as an, as another day. You're more built towards the villa rather than the weekend now, isn't it? Whichever day they play on. It was the villa that depressed me. So I went down to Villa on a Saturday. That cost me a fortune. Um, usually bet on them to win. Lost that as well. Cost me a fortune. And the only way to, you know, the only way to cheer myself up was junk food and beer on my own, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that's, a, that's a habit to try and break. Wish you went ever break, but... 
<laughs> it is all good. Um, I know for me, I looked at it different ways. And like when I used to have a few competitive clients where they were quite strict, rather than cheat meals or cheat days, uh, cheat days, like I hate the fact of a cheat day anyway, it was kind of like a reward meal for those guys then. But again, that was all kind of tracked to the point of where we understood those. But for, for them, it was kind of a reward meal, you know, because we've hit certain targets and goals. Which, um, that uh, they get X amount of meal to, to kind of change away from that diet. Because for, for those guys, they have to go in fairly strict diets or strict numbers. So there was kind of a, a, a need and a need in the cause, really, a kind of carrot and a stick, really, to a certain degree. Um, but if, if you're not in anything like that, it's such a negative and shit thing to have. Like I've had, I know some people I spoke to like Dan, just like, oh yeah, Saturday it's cheat day. I'm like, what does that mean? I just eat whatever I want. And like, if, like I said, again, it's the easiest way to discuss this is talking about weight loss. Is and throughout the week, if you need to, I'm going to try and pick an easy number. If you consider maths, that's quite hard. <laughs> if you have to have X amount of calories and it consists of you, if you equate it over the seven, the seven days, it'd be 2,000 calories, say, for example. And then from Monday to Friday, you have 1,800 or 2,000 calories. And the weekend, you you go and blast and think, I've been good for really five days, so Saturday, Sunday I'm going to be back on it I'm going to go back to 2,000 calories the Saturday I'm just going to have whatever I want and that day equates to three and a half four and a half five thousand calories if you have beer and takeaway and loads of a, a kebab meal can be well over a thousand fifteen hundred calories at least by itself um and the beers and the wine you took away with it so that's at least three three and a half thousand plus the meals you've had in the morning stuff so you can it can easily easily add up before you recognize it but actually spreading that throughout the week and actually just generally enjoying your week and having two and a half thousand calories each day and actually just enjoying every day as it comes, you would have reached a goal easier. Yeah. Because rather than hitting the 20,000 calories you actually have because you restricted yourself every day and then burnt out on that one day, you can actually just enjoy yourself over all the days, have two and a half thousand calories and have less calories done throughout the week. It comes down to that like 80-20 type thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good 80% of the time. Just for general population, just be good 80% and then enjoy yourself. Not in, I wouldn't even say enjoy yourself. That's the wrong thing to say, isn't it? Because you can enjoy yourself in the 80%, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you've got good cooking skills and stuff. But, you know, um, have some of the, the more hyper-palatable stuff, as we call it, in the 20%. Done. That's fine. Your whole week, you know, you, you balance throughout the week. Much better approach. Yeah, I think that's just another awareness lesson, mate. There's awareness around those things. Like, again, that's been another culture that's come in where people can, like you said, we're all geared up towards the, the weekend where Monday to Friday were good. And and Saturday to Sunday is generally for a lot of people kind of ruin their their goals and attitude. Because you always find, like, I know a few people who, because they haven't been down the rugby club on a Saturday, they've lost a couple of stone because they're not having the beers down on Saturday. Because Monday yeah. to Friday, oh, yeah, I'm really good. Saturday, they absolutely came the shit out of it. When it comes to a Saturday night, and I, I mean, like, I can't drink to save my life, but like, they can tuck away beers, and even for them, like they have a good three thousand calories for the for beers, four thousand calories just on beers that day. Yeah, yeah, easy. Um, it easily took that away, mate. And uh, they've lost weight just because now they, they don't live for the weekend because, well, at the moment, every day is like Groundhog Day, so they don't live for the weekend now. And again, I hope that's kind of a lesson for a lot of people now. They've kind of hopefully felt that difference themselves that they can kind of, they can just balance throughout the week and just enjoy everything throughout the week period rather than just build up towards absolutely everything being honed on that one massive session. We'll find we'll find out come the summer, mate, when everything's back open. Yeah, well, well when people see us down the pub, does that? Cool. I think that's everything I've got to go through today, mate. Personally, I think yeah, that's kind of ticked off that one quite nicely um i think those are two good topics and links together very very well to talk about when we look at high calorie high output and the 24 hours of the day i think they link together quite nicely 
um, as well. Um, otherwise, guys, we'll be back next Wednesday again with another um, different set of topics. If you've got any questions, feel free to drop us a message. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, again, like I said, we've got pretty exciting things we're going to be throwing out there very, very soon for, for that new uh, demographic and new rebrand that we've got. Otherwise, guys, we'll see you next Wednesday. Have an absolutely fantastic week. See you guys.